Hi, welcome to Authentically ADHD with your host, me, Carmen, where we talk all things ADHD, the good, the bad, the ugly. I give you tips and tricks, and I love talking about it. I'm an early childhood special education teacher. I am a certified life coach, and I'm a fellow ADHDer. We have a lot of topics that we can overshare and talk about. So let's get started. Hi friend, how are you doing? I'm going to be honest, I've been on a bit of a struggle bus lately, especially with my memory, which is our topic for today. Memories are so tricky. They can go from, you know, forgetting your certain things that happened last year to forgetting to grab your keys before you leave the house. They could be forgetting what you're doing while you're doing it. And it also just really is hard to live as an ADHDer with our impaired memory. And that's our topic today. But first, I really want to highlight a review that I got on the Apple Podcasts uh, review board. And it actually was posted in December. I just learned how to get to that tab, like, last week, just to be authentic with you. But this, this review warmed my heart. And I have a feeling I know who it was, but his username was MJ. VH on the Apple podcast. And here was his review. My son has ADHD and this podcast has helped me understand much more what he's going through on such a deeper level. The way Carmen teaches is incredible and I love how authentic and real she is. This is a must listen if you or anyone in your family has ADHD. Thank you so much for your kind words. This review is the epitome of the exact reason why I do this podcast, and I hope that it's helping you as much as it's helping this listener. So let's talk about memory. Are you ready? Let's get started. So like I usually like to start all shows, I want to define memory. See, there's nonverbal working memory, there's verbal working memory, then there's long-term and short-term memory. So working memory is where we store information while we are working with that information. We use it to store the information that we are actively using usually by like remembering it or while you're doing something with it. So a simple example would be me remembering the facts about memory as I was writing this podcast. That was a weird sentence. We use our working memory throughout the day for all types of tasks, like remembering a phone number while finding something to write with or write it down on. Uh, while following verbal directions properly or learning someone's name and having the ability to recall it when seeing that person again. 
all humans have a limited working memory because its space is used for such a short amount of time and then it makes room for new thoughts by either storing the memories in our brain or long-term memory or forgetting the things that we don't really need to remember on a day-to-day basis. I know this sounds kind of confusing, but stick with me here because this is where it gets interesting. In the ADHD brain, our long-term memory is not impaired. It's usually fine. It's the parts of the working memory which help us store the information into the long-term memory. That's what's impaired, especially with verbal working memory. So because we often need to remember to do things that our typically developing peers have stored in their long-term memory, we essentially have less space in our working memory. So important thoughts may be forgotten while non-important things are remembered. For example, I'm trying to remind myself through my work meeting or through my working memory to sit still during a work meeting while I'm taking notes and processing the information. Then someone asks me a question. I answer them. But then I'm lost for the rest of the meeting because I can't recall what I was processing or writing down. This can also look like um, a child with ADHD or an adult with ADHD being given a three to four step direction, following, you know, the first two and then getting distracted or forgetting or getting distracted and forgetting the rest of the direction. So it's not followed through all the way. So I want to define verbal working memory and nonverbal working memory. A lot of this information comes from ADHD 2.0 and um, adulting with ADHD by Dr. Russell Ramsey and Dr. Barkley. Um, So our memory sucks because (laughs) verbal working memory is like a voice in your brain. It's that self-talk telling you what you need to do it reminds you and it's the part of the memory that has the concept of time in ADHD brains there are two basic senses of time now and not now Dr. Barkley lovingly refers to this as our mind's voice it's the internal self-talk that you have while going about your day I've mentioned this before, in ADHD brains, this doesn't develop on its own. It, it just doesn't. It's just not fair. Typically developing brains, self-talk, it develops as they play. In our brains, it just doesn't develop. So we have a hard time following directions. We have a hard time keeping things in our brain while we are working with it. So. Verbal working memory affects our planning, our ability to know how long tasks take, and remembering the steps or sequencing of certain tasks, and the steps of the day. This makes task completion difficult, as you can see. It also makes task initiation difficult as well. Hi friend, 
really quick, I would just love to ask you to scroll up on your podcast app and click the rating button and give me a rating. This way, other people, they they can find this podcast in order to help them the way that it's helped you. If you don't know how to do that or you don't have the executive function to do that, just snap a screenshot and share it to your Instagram story and share it with a friend. Share it with anyone who you think would benefit because this helps me to help you help as many people who struggle with ADHD as possible. Thank you so much in advance. You're awesome. Hey, adhd are you looking for some more support with your ADHD? Do you want to learn more in a community with someone educated leading you to learn more about your ADHD and how to cope with it? I have great news for you. I am running my very first small group coaching this summer. It is the ADHD Bootcamp. Learn to manage your life with ADHD. It's nine weeks. You get access to workbooks, group coaching weekly, and I'm going to do an info session on April 3rd. You'll also get two one-on-one coaching calls with me to hone in on your goals for this program. I can't wait to see you in there. Make sure you go to the link in my show notes or visit authenticallyadhd.org to get more information and sign up for the info call. Can't wait to see you there. We also struggle to recall certain events. Basically, this type of memory is when we keep a short-term memory long enough to make it a long-term memory or a learned pattern, which inhibits our ability to set goals because our working memory is impaired. So it inhibits our ability to set the goal and then execute the tasks in order to complete the goal on time and do the tasks in the right order. As you can see, working memory has a lot more to do with how we do our day-to-day activities as ADHDers. Something I like to remind myself of is, and I remind myself often, is that my brain has a hard time learning from the past to plan the present and create the future. It's something I learned from reading Dr. Barkley's book, and it's something that you just have to accept and work with. It's just another thing. It's part of the executive functions, working memory, and ours is impaired. We essentially have less space in our brain to hold that those pieces of information while we're working with it. So that's verbal working memory. Nonverbal working memory also only develops in typically developing brains. Um, 
If you ever watch a child talk to themselves during play or during a task, they are developing their nonverbal working memory. It's uh, your capacity to hold information in your mind through your senses and internal dialogue. It's responsible for remembering how certain things smelled, looked, tasted, felt, how it made you feel. And it's essentially how we make associations and learn new things and keep them in our brains. It's the way we hold information in our head while doing a multi-step task and then using that recalled information to complete the task. I know they both sound similar, verbal and nonverbal working memory. They're, they're similar in the fact that nonverbal working memory is the self-talk inside your head and verbal working memory is remembering things that are done like outside of you, directions that are given to you, remembering the directions and following them. And nonverbal working memory is something that you are remembering in your head. Like I need to do this, 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 and this to get ready for this event. I, I hope you're following me here because I think I'm even confusing myself and I don't remember ironically. <laughs> If I mentioned in the beginning that memory is complex, we have less of all of these skills and we have to develop them ourselves with practice and strategies. And the good news is our brains, they have neuroplasticity, which means they can grow, they can change and we can improve our working memory. And when we start to improve our working memory, we will be able to do things like make a written out plan for our goal, taking the past into consideration and seeing the future and writing down the tasks in order, in order to complete it. We can try to take a pause before doing, thinking about future us. In this, we can gain self-awareness and we could be able to use our memories the way our neurotypical peers do, but we need to externalize it. This is why I write things down a lot in several places. When I write my schedule in the morning, I also take a picture of it so I don't forget the things I need to do. If someone is talking to me and an idea pops in my head, this is especially useful if I'm on the phone. If an idea pops into my head, I write it down. That way I don't forget it. This way I'm not interrupting the person when they're talking. Do you see how this memory interferes with our task completion, with our impulsivity? Executive functions really overlap, and I think I want to do a series soon on executive functions and how they work together. So if you would love, if you would be so kind, if you're interested in an episode like that, please just, you know, um, shoot me an email, a comment on Instagram somewhere, shoot me a message, um, and let me know, or just answer the polls in the podcasts. I, I love it when people interact. 
with the podcast. And it's one of the reasons that I can't wait to start my group coaching program this summer. In that program, we will be diving much deeper into how these executive functions overlap and affect our lives. So this growth that we can have, it also helps us to sense the passing of time, the ability to refer to the past, foresee the future, and plan accordingly can develop. And through this development, we can learn to defer gratification, meaning we can wait longer for the thing that we want that we're going to get by doing the tasks that we hate, don't like, whatever. Then we develop the skill to see and predict more accurately, accurately into the future further and further. The more you practice and the more that you exercise your brain. Your brain is like a muscle. So is working memory. The more that you practice and use it, the better it will be. We then can begin to value cooperation and sharing when it's safe. There are tons of things that you can Google that help working memory, but here are a few strategies to improve your working memory. Do crossword puzzles, Sudoku, Chunk your improved working memory, chunk it up into different areas. Do creative activities. Make sure you're moving your body, exercising, physical activity definitely improves your working memory. See my episode on ADHD and exercise and why it works. Social activities and mental exercises also improve and increase working memory. So going out, social activities, going out, that increases working memory. Mental exercises are like remembering a list of things and then begin and like recalling it five minutes later. Uh, relaxing activities increase working memory, things like yoga, meditation, and just really getting to know your own brain uh, and becoming a critical thinker, thinking, what might happen if I do this or that? So anything of these types can be used to improve your working memory and you can Google them and there are apps and there are games. I usually don't give you how to's on, you know, how to improve your working memory. Like that can be Googled. What I would love for you to do is, as you're improving your working memory, pay attention to how you speak to yourself. If you call yourself an idiot every time you forget your keys, I mean, if that was me, I'd be calling myself an idiot quite a lot. And that comes back to our self-concept. We don't want to view ourselves as an idiot or stupid or whatever because we're a little forgetful, because our brains don't have the same capacity as our neural developmentally appropriate peers. We're just different. So we just need to externalize our brains a little bit more and we can do amazing things. So that's all for this week, my friends. If you want to dive deeper into these areas, 
please visit my show notes or go to authenticallyadhd.org to learn more and sign up for the info call for my summer group coaching program. This is all I have for now. I cannot wait for my next episode with my interview with Sergio. Stay authentic, friends.